0: It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. A lot of times you have coverts that excel greatly in the workplace, that look great in those type of jobs and attributes, but then they go home and they continue abusing and hurting other people. You sometimes look at narcissism videos and you're just like that matches but like not completely because my narcissist didn't rage out my narcissist didn't act that particular way like it's almost like they did but not completely well a lot of times people start to get confused with the idea of a narcissist not being overt but being covert or having that type of narcissism that's very passive aggressive I'd like to be able to talk to you and like share with you today about a book that we've been going through, which is called um, The Covert, Passive-Aggressive Narcissist" by Devi Mirza. So check that out. Uh, it's a new one that I'm going through right now, but it's talking about the aspect of covert narcissism and how it differentiates, like how it's actually a little bit different. So I want to kind of walk you through a little bit of what we're looking at, and be able to show you a little bit about narcissism. So the word covert. Is defined by the Merriam-Webster dictionary as not openly shown, passive-aggressive, Is defined as displaying behavior characterized by the expression of negative feelings, resentment, aggression in an unassertive, passive way. You see, a lot of narcissistic traits, you've got overts and coverts, and you see a lot of those traits in all of them. But what you don't see is how the covert ones end up being hidden. The difference is the covert narcissist hides hides their dark attributes because they want people to like them their reputation is extremely important to them overt narcissists are usually annoying people most don't like them they're showy they love to talk about their achievements it's obvious that they're all about themselves the overt narcissist is the type of person who will go on and on about how great they are how much they've accomplished while people in the room listening are just rolling their eyes Covert narcissists tend to have the shorter marriages, romantic relationships. It's common for people to be married to coverts for decades and not even know they're married to one for most of the relationship. It's also common for people to be in dating relationships with covert narcissists that go on for years. Children of covertly narcissistic parents often do not realize the truth about their mom or dad until their 30s. Something to think of. Maybe some of that resonates. Covert narcissists will often have careers that are impressive. They can be pastors, spiritual leaders, therapists, and heads of nonprofit organizations. They can be politicians that are charming, look you right in the eye, and really seem to care. Coverts do have a grandiose sense of self. They're preoccupied with fantasies of power, require excessive admiration, but they hide these attributes so that people will like and that people will trust them. They know that they're they know if they are obvious about their self absorbed traits, people won't like them. They believe they are special and entitled, but they know it would turn people off to let that be known. They know they must appear humble in order to be liked and revered. They know how to play they know how to play people, how to charm them. They are master manipulators. They don't have empathy, but they have learned how to act empathetically. They will look you in the eyes, make you feel special and heard, make make sounds and give looks that tell you that they care, but they really don't. They mirror your emotions. So it seems like they have empathy. They have observed and learned how to appear to care. They thrive upon the attention of others. People who think or act as if they're amazing are their energy supply. And they have people around them who adore them, respect them, revere them, and see them as special, almost perfect. And some of the same cases seem to worship them. Does any of that resonate when I'm talking about covert narcissists? Like the passive-aggressive? It's very hard to be able to see it, to be able to define it, to be able to know what's going on, because sometimes these people look so good. They look good in the, the public light. They look good like in their relationships. They look good in the workplace, especially in the workplace, I think. A lot of times you have coverts that excel greatly in the workplace, that look great in those type of jobs and attributes, but then they go home and they continue abusing and hurting other people. The Holy Hell documentary provides a great example of a covert narcissist who led a cult with a large following who stayed with him for more than 20 years. The people who followed him aren't stupid. They're kind, smart, talented, tender people who are exploited, used, and convinced by a covert narcissist who appeared to love and care about them. After living with a covert narcissist for a long time, cult deprogramming would actually be more beneficial than a lot of regular therapy with a therapist who does not understand this disorder. It's very true. It's a lot of therapists that struggle to either understand the disorder or identify it when they see it out in the wild. A lot of times when I do one-on-ones with people, I've got several people that I see on a week-to-week basis that they see me versus a therapist because I'm able to validate and understand more of what they're going through. I've also had a couple one-on-ones with people that are therapists or going through clinicals or like learning about this type of stuff. And they're like, I learned about it, but when I got involved in this narcissistic relationship, it didn't look like that. It didn't appear like that at all, and I can't believe I missed it, but it also didn't appear the same way. The efforts of ending a relationship with a covert narcissist are similar to the effects of coming out of a cult. There's a lot of deprogramming that needs to happen in order to heal and see clearly. It's gut-wrenching in the first stages. If you watch the interviewers at the end of Holy Hell, you'll be, you will be amazed how much you will relate to what the people are thinking and feeling when they finally leave the cult leader. Even though you haven't come out of a cult, it's profoundly a similar experience. Covert narcissists are likable to the outside world. They appear to be giving, humble, and kind. It's usually only the person who gets to know them intimately that sees the destructive traits. The rest of the world sees the facade, the nice guy. Many therapists don't see the mask and indeed are often impressed with how kind and aware the, the covert narcissist is. Covert narcissists seem to intensify their ha- behaviors around middle age, and they rarely change because narcissists blame others and usually don't think they have a problem. I feel like a lot of people are like resonating with this because covert narcissists are very hard to be able to do. Everybody loves a covert narcissist on a surface level. They tend to not have long-lasting friendships with people who know them deeply. They may only have friends they've known for years, but they don't really know them. They're rarely without a partner. After they discard you, they usually move on quickly to another source, another target who they think are so likely to have found such a nice guy or a nice gal just like you did in the beginning. Many times daughters will consider their covert narcissist mom to be their best friend until later on in life. It's a devastating realization when they recognize that the person who they thought loved them the most has actually been using them for years. They don't know what to believe anymore. The new awareness at the same time helps validate mixed messages they received growing up. If you're on this, on these platforms or if you're listening on the podcast and you're like, hey, but like the narcissistic people I had in my life were like my parents. Uh, then I want to really like encourage you to go check out um, Bree who runs Abuse is Abuse and also Catherine Kleiss who runs Stand Coaching. Um, both of them are on all the different platforms. Be able to check them out. Bree had a narcissistic mom and Catherine had a narcissistic dad. So that's Bree with Abuse is Abuse and also Catherine with Stand Coaching. Check out some of their content. With covert narcissists, just like with all narcissists, it's about them, but they have to know how to appear like it isn't. For example, they despise taking care of you when you are sick or recovering from surgery or an injury. They won't tell you that, but you feel it. They'll let you know through passive-aggressive ways. To family and friends, they will tell stories of how much they feel for you, appear to be taking exceptional care of you. They will come across as humble and will be sure to paint a picture of being a great caretaker. People around you will think how lucky you are to have someone so tender and loving by your side. The covert nurses might even do things that look like they're taking care of you, but you will feel the resentment and you will find yourself feeling alone and unsupported, even though they're doing things that appear to be helpful. The covert narcissist is a master at appearing great to everybody else, but abusing you in the process. A lot of times you'll see the covert narcissist that'll use the aspect of dog whistling, where it's something that's going to trigger you and it's going to trigger you in public or it's going to trigger you in front of other people. And then everybody's like, why would you act this way? Like they've been so nice to you. They've been helping you. They've been taking care of you. And you're like, but you don't understand. That's the hard part is when you see the difference, an overt type might yell, call you names, put you down by saying you're lazy, leave you to fend for yourself. You'll feel like a like the covert thinks you're lazy, but they won't actually say it. You will feel like you'll feel how much they hate taking care of you, but they won't tell you that. They might word things a certain way that gives you the message without directly putting you down. They will give you subtle messages that make you question yourself. You think you're just being too sensitive, reading into things. After all, they didn't actually tell you you're lazy. You'll find yourself feeling badly for taking, taking up their time, for inconveniencing them, and often end up apologizing for something. A covert narcissist will somehow manipulate things so that the attention comes back on them and you won't even notice that it's happening. Covert narcissists will do the things that are unkind to you, but somehow you will end up apologizing. It's not uncommon to feel like things are your fault. They aren't doing anything wrong, you convince yourself. When you're with a covert narcissist, you learn to ignore your gut feelings, your instincts, and over time, believe that the narcissist is more than yourself. You come to realize that the covert narcissist has slowly programmed you to see things the way that they want you to see. It's common for a survivor to have a hard time explaining what they've been going through. Because in their mind, it doesn't sound that bad, and they fear that people will think that something is wrong with them. A phrase I often hear at local support groups is crazy making. Whenever one person uses that term, the room erupts in enthusiastic head nods with smiles of empathy and relief that they're not the only ones that feel this way. Many share how alone they feel, misunderstood by others who have not expressed this type of hidden abuse. A survivor will often start a sentence by saying, I know this might not seem that bad, and I'm embarrassed even saying it, but... And after he or she is done sharing, the whole room is filled with other survivors saying, I totally get that. When you first begin to realize the person that you have loved and fully believed loved you as a covert narcissist, it's hard to accept because you have seen them in such a different light for so long. It's a struggle for the brain to reconcile the man or woman you thought existed with the one who is now treating you with such anger and hostility. This is called cognitive dissonance. Having two competing thoughts in your mind at the same time and is part of the confusing feelings you might be experiencing, it's both painful and exhausting. Now, I know today on this video was like a lot of reading, but they had a lot of good content that I just wanted to like throw out there. And then we can do more videos about covert narcissism. Leave a comment down below if you want to see more videos going more in depth about covert narcissism and like talking through it. I don't want to have it where I'm always reading, but I want to be able to share that because it's a lot of good content that might spark some things in your mind of like, wait a second, this is what it is. Like I wasn't struggling with the overt. I was struggling with a covert, with a passive aggressive narcissist that was attacking me and I didn't even realize it. If that's you today and you want to reach out for help, you want to be able to talk, there's a link down below in the bio. You can go to my website, rawmotivations.com. Feel free to watch any of the small nuggets of truth we drop on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook daily. Um, Please go and follow us on all of the social media platforms under Raw Motivations. If you're listening on the podcast or on Apple Music, uh, thanks so much. Uh, But then go ahead and like, subscribe, follow. Thank you all so much. Have a great day.